This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. Live from everywhere USA, it's Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Oh, yes, it sure is. And we are coming to you live from the greatest country in the world. Broadcasting from the tippy top of the world-famous Fox News headquarters in New York City. Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon, a man who's never had his home raided by the FBI. Donald Trump up in New York last night while the feds down in Mar-a-Lago staging what looked an awful lot like a show raid at the home of your former president. That's not right. They're telling us it could be related to the mishandling of classified information, which is even more shocking because this FBI has never exactly had a problem with other people mishandling classified information. I'm Hillary Clinton, and I approve this message. The point I'm making here is buckle up because it is going to be a wild one today. Lara Trump, presidential daughter-in-law, is going to be here uh, to discuss the unprecedented raid. Jim Jordan, superstar Ohio congressman from the 4th District of Ohio. And, of course, Federalist co-founder Sean Davis. Yourself also welcome at 888-788-9910. You know the rules today. Every day, they never change. You could be a Republican on this show. I don't care. You could be a Democrat, be a Libertarian, could have voted for Kanye like I did. It doesn't matter. All I ask is that you don't be a... That is all. If the cadence sounds a little measured here at the tippy top of the show, uh, this is a wild day today to be a nationally syndicated talk show host. It's a wild day to be anywhere in media because we're dealing with something historic, uh, not necessarily in a good way. But I'm always careful with this platform. Uh, But I just want to start here and just dive right in. And we'll take all your calls because I want your theories. 888-788-9910. Okay, the bottom line as we get underway today, there's normally a lot of razzle-dazzle out of the gate. We'll play a couple of drops, tell you a few jokes, make fun of myself. Oh, Jimmy, look how fat you were on TV this morning. You're killing yourself the way you eat. You're all fat f- Look at you. That's usually how the show starts. You know, a lot of self-deprecation. Hey, it's our show. We're back together again. You know, but the whole point of this show, and I say this every day, and my quest to be a force multiplier of positive energy, a port in the political storm where we can all kind of just get along regardless of whether or not we think and believe the same things. Uh, we're at a challenging spot today because what happened last night, it was so unprecedented in that the Justice Department of this country, OK, turned itself, trained its focus on a former president and didn't give us any information in doing so. Now, it's, you know, traditionally these types of warrants are sealed. Uh, but when it comes to the high profile nature of this particular raid and the troubled history we have had between the DOJ, this president, and a lot of baseless persecution, whether we're talking about the Mueller probe, whether we're talking about the Ukraine impeachment, which was absurd on its face. OK, what happened last night looks really Really bad. Correct the mundo. And it is so incumbent upon them 
to get us whatever the information is, whatever the point of this was. Let us see the warrant. All we know right now doesn't help us. All we know right now is the judge that signed this warrant down in Florida formerly worked representing the clients of Jeffrey Epstein, helping people who pled guilty to human trafficking avoid jail time. That's who signed off on this warrant. That's the judge of character who decided we should raid Trump's home. Again, doesn't look good. If there's a there there, I'm always the first guy to say, yeah, nobody's above the law. My party, your party, anybody's party. It's our country. And the only way this country is going to endure, the only way this country is going to, you know, sustain is if it is properly run, if our institutions are protected, if our norms are upheld. But what we watched last night did not speak to norms being upheld. It looked, at least from an optical standpoint, from an aesthetic standpoint, as a politically motivated stunt. It looked really, really bad. And I would tell you this out of the gate. Okay, they have been they have been to Mar-a-Lago before they were there in January of this past year, got full cooperation from Trump and his lawyers looking at the classified information, whatever other information he had at his disposal. They were back again in June of this year, again, had a cordial meeting with Trump and his attorneys. Trump, according to CNN, of all people, came in and said hello to the attorneys, made nice, cracked a few jokes, went out and hit a few golf balls. So what happened last night was very much. A show. It was a big raid, which is, you know, essentially designed to make it look like there was a big crime. Like, understand when when they got Roger Stone down in Florida and they tipped off a CNN news crew that they were going in and raiding Roger Stone's house. He wasn't being charged with a crime that normally warrants an armed FBI raid with laser scopes and vans and SWAT teams. It's an old man who lied about his taxes who was going to jail for about a half hour, even if he didn't get pardoned. But they went in with the big box production number because the big presentation creates the perception that there's a big crime on the other end of it. Now, from what we're told so far as it pertains to Trump, okay, if in fact he was mishandling classified information, which is never a good thing, you understand as the president, as the sole arbiter of what is and isn't classified, he could declassify anything that was in his possession. So him having stuff there, okay, that happened to be, you know, belonging to the National Archives, which, again, is only temporary because everything that goes to the National Archives is given back to a president when he opens his presidential library. Even if it happens to be classified, he gets all that information back. So the point is for them to come bowling in there with 30 agents and guns and 30 trucks and make a big scene at Mar-a-Lago very much has the – Makings has the appearance of some type of politically motivated takedown, whether it was as simple as people are saying on the right, which is they don't think he's going to run again or or they, you know, they don't want him to run again in 2024. So they're trying to persecute him now or there was something bigger. We don't know because they didn't give us the information. And I'm telling you, it puts us in a really dangerous spot. Fifty percent of the country does not trust the FBI and for good reason. Okay, if you watch Christopher Ray testify last week and you overheard just how many people who were involved with the Mueller probe played a role in the Hunter Biden laptop story and are ultimately signing off on what's happening to Trump now. These are people with a storied tradition of bending in every rule imaginable 
in an effort to get their way, especially as it pertains to Donald Trump. So nothing happening right now at the FBI is doing anything to dispel that notion that this really does look like a witch hunt. It does. Okay, and I don't get on the air saying this is the president of the Donald Trump Defense Fund. I get on here just looking to have a fair conversation with you guys. Okay, but when it comes to this sort of thing, which has never been seen in our country before, you know, you keep hearing, well, the for them to do this to an ex-president, the bar must be so high. I mean, for them to just go after an ex-president with their own Justice Department, imagine what kind of information they'd have to have. Wrong. Except when you see the Mueller probe, you realize, okay, that our intelligence community created the Mueller probe as a means of exercising a soft coup against a sitting, duly elected president. They know the Mueller probe was entirely based on a steel dossier bought and paid for by the Clinton campaign to create a counter-narrative to her email story. We know, because James Comey testified as much, that he leaked a classified piece of information in an attempt to trigger a special counsel. The intelligence community in this country tried to railroad Trump out of a presidency by leaking one anonymously sourced bombshell after another to the media, creating a death by a thousand cuts scenario where the walls were closing in. And essentially, they wanted Trump to self-destruct, commit an unforced error, fire Robert Mueller and create the perception that there was a there there. He knows what he's talking about. We know this. We know this through released documents. We know this through court cases. This isn't some like Fox News guy just spinning a yarn. We know the intelligence community worked overtime behind the scenes to upend a Trump presidency. Okay, when it didn't work, we had a Ukraine impeachment. When the Ukraine impeachment didn't work, the intelligence community, the very intelligence community responsible for raiding Mar-a-Lago were the ones who went out and wrote an open letter declaring that the Hunter Biden laptop was Russian disinformation. Understand, the minute the election was over, every news outlet, including the New York Times and the Washington Post, was like, well, we didn't publish this before the election because they said it was Russian disinformation. But oh, by the way, we all know it's true. That's why I don't read the newspaper, because it's garbage. And the editor that let it come out is garbage. The point I'm trying to make is we're really in a tough spot today because we're dealing with an apparatus of our government that has demonstrated repeatedly that nothing, nothing is beneath them. When it comes to stopping Donald Trump, nothing. That's why a lot of people don't buy the results of the election. One, it's because Trump is saying it's stolen. Two, it's because they had demonstrated over the course of his presidency that nothing else was beneath them. Why not, you know, pull a little monkey business on the front end of the back end with an election? I think he's got a point. I didn't just tell you I have proof. I don't have proof. I don't know that to be true. But you realize that the distrust in our government is in a really dangerous place. You know, half the country right now, if they, you know, tell you tomorrow, oh, no, we found some criminal wrongdoing by Trump. Half the country is going to believe the FBI planted it on them. And they're fine with that because if it triggers some sort of an uprising, somebody gets violent, heaven forbid, they're going to use that as proof. This is why we can't have Trump around. This is why we can't even discuss this stuff. We just got to move on and forget it ever happened. By the way, you're all voting by mail. Okay, understand that's what happened at the end as the end result of January 6th. People did not storm the Capitol because it was a white supremacist attempt to overthrow the government and install the Klan as our leadership. They can tell you it was a deadly white supremacist insurgency, but they were only storming the Capitol because they didn't trust the results of our election. And we were told that was unprecedented 
by the same people who didn't trust the results of the last election that we had in this country. Democrats are so full of crap. Again, remember that. Everybody who said, no, no, we can't talk about election results anymore because questioning the election is going to get people killed. If you say an election was stolen, people could die. As I've been telling candidates who have come to see me, you can run the best campaign. You can even become the nominee. And you can have the election stolen from you. And again, I can play you 20 minutes worth of those montages. They all, all claimed it was stolen. Now, I'm not saying that makes Trump any better for saying it was stolen, but I am saying we have a huge problem with election integrity. One of the reasons we have that problem with election integrity is nobody trusts the FBI. Nobody trusts the DOJ to do what is right. Okay, and that's the precipice we're at now. That's the dangerous place we find ourselves as we get on the air today. And I'm just telling you, if you're a Democrat, you should be raving mad about this. Be raving lunacy about this. Because what a violation it is of rights in this country. What a violation it is of historical norms. And the office of the presidency itself. And again, no Democrats mad today because, oh, we got Trump. Yay. Orange man. Bad. But this is the problem with putting party over country. You root in the short term for anything that's good for your party with no regard for how problematic it could be for your country down the road. The, you know, the example I would give you is Twitter. OK, every Democrat in the world loved when Twitter ownership kicked off Trump. They're like, yeah, this is great. We should let the big tech oligarchs be in charge of who can and can't speak and campaign. This is great. And at the time we said, what? Hey, if they become the arbiters of speech in this country, you're on a real slippery slope. Because what happens if Twitter changes ownership? And the next thing you know, you got somebody on there that doesn't agree with you politically. Do you remember when Elon Musk all of a sudden was buying Twitter and the same Democrats who said it doesn't matter who owned Twitter suddenly became... The point I'm trying to make is when you're putting party over country, okay, it may be politically expedient in the short term, but in the long term, it's a really dangerous place to be. And it's the reason we find ourselves here today. The FBI did this because they know for most of the country, it won't matter if they don't have proof. For most of the country, it won't matter if this is an unprecedented raid and it's all related to like the mishandling of one document. Again, they were there in January and June. What could Trump have possibly gotten his hands on since then that he didn't have in January or June, seeing as he hasn't been in office for almost two years? Okay, it looks really bad. Okay, and understand as a Democrat, if Republicans take back both houses and go after your people, what are you going to be saying? The same thing Republicans are saying right now. It's politically motivated. It's a witch hunt. Nobody believes the FBI. I can't believe anybody would even buy this crap. That's where we're going to be. And that's what's so dangerous about last night. That's the part you all need to realize. The weaponized Department of Justice and one party's complicity in making that a thing and being perfectly fine with it. They're all doing a jig this morning. Oh, they went after Trump. They're all so excited. But all this has really done is hasn't taken us a step closer to justice. It's put us in a position where we're now officially just going to be okay with the fact That these two parties are going to fight for power all day long 
instead of fighting for us. That's the saddest part of what happened last night. So now you got every Republican, oh, wait till we take it back. We'll investigate the Democrats. And the Democrats are, hell no, we're going to hold off so we can keep investigating you. We have children in Washington that are supposed to be working for us. And instead of handling inflation and a border crisis and crime and, oh, yeah, maybe election integrity, they're just in a never-ending tug-of-war for power. And if I had a theory, if I had a takeaway, I do think they want Trump to run. I think last night makes him more likely to run. And I think that's what the FBI, that's what the establishment wants, because he brings more baggage to this conversation than any other Republican. So they can make the election a referendum not on inflation, not on the porous border. Okay, not on the shrinking economy, not on the high gas prices. No, no, we'll make the inflate. We'll make the 2024 election about the 2020 election. It's a lot easier for the Democrats to run on. And that was probably the goal last night. Let's bait Trump. Let's bait his supporters. Let's get everybody worked up to make another go for the White House. And the only thing I would say there, just to every lunatic out there in the Democratic Party of the FBI, is be careful what you wish for because you just might get it. And I'm out here in the real world and I know what's right or wrong or bullshit. Call and speak to Jimmy now. I'm trying to use the phone. 888-788-9910. You're listening to Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory... Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. It is Fox Across America with your main man, Jimmy Fallon. Lara Trump's going to be on today. Jim Jordan's going to be on. Sean Davis is going to be on. But we're going to start the show with an hour of you and me time. So let's get right into the phones. 888-788-9910. Travis, down in Pensacola, Florida. Not far from ground zero where the raid went down. What's happening, Travis? Hey, Jimmy. Uh, nice to talk to you. I like your monologue. Uh, a lot of people uh, feel the same sentiment. Hey, what I'm worried about with this uh, the Trump uh, FBI raid is... Uh, you know, what are they looking for? Are they going to give Trump the same benefit of the doubt? There's going to be something uh, technical, like, um, you know, Hillary Clinton Mm -hmm. had her, uh, you know, had her laptop, uh, her server in her basement. She had CIA documents. When it really got down to it, Comey went on TV and said, well, yeah, what she did, uh, she probably broke some laws. She shouldn't have done it. But it's, you know, it's our judgment. It's a judgment call that she was given the benefit of the doubt that it wasn't malice. Mm-hmm. I think the FBI is going to find something in Trump's Mar-a-Lago. Oh, yeah. He's not getting a free pass. Is that he's what you're saying? Getting, yeah, he's not going to get a free pass. Mm-hmm. They're going to find something, uh, some technicality. And it's going to come down to a judgment call. It could could come down to the jury, too. It'd be very interesting. But it sounds like, yes, they're going after him. And the truth is they just owe us disclosure. Why are they going after him? What are they looking for? You know, a high-profile raid usually corresponds with an arrest, not a fishing expedition. 
So I think you've perfectly articulated what a lot of people are feeling right now. It looks like a huge double standard unless we're shown otherwise. So they ain't fooling the people of Pensacola, Travis. Good call. We'll get to more of them after this on Fox Across America. It is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. A man you can hang out with next Friday, August 19th. I will be at the Encore in the Lake of the Ozarks. Then the following Friday, August the 26th, August the 27th, I am at the Carson Nugget. Tickets for that at ccnugget.com. And we just added a big date out in Ottumwa, Iowa. I am at the Bridgeview Center on October the 15th. It is a Saturday night. You can get tickets for that at Ticketmaster. And I just want to get all of the comedy promos out of the way so we can get back into this little radio militia rally we're having today. People are worked up about this Trump thing. And uh, for good measure. OK, I'm going to get into your calls right away. 888-788-9910. We've got Lara Trump coming up. we got Jim Jordan coming up at 105. Uh, they're both joining us in the next hour. It's going to get nuts. Uh, but the bottom line here, OK, is what we're witnessing is very unprecedented. And, you know, the narrative in the press right now is, well, they must have had something crazy on Trump if they're going to run into Mar-a-Lago like that. If that's how you feel, you weren't watching the Mueller probe or the Ukraine impeachment, both of which took place with nothing. And I mean nothing like the Mueller probe was like legit based on Hillary Clinton oppo research, unsubstantiated BuzzFeed dossier. I mean, it was absurd. And they were willing to hold the whole country hostage for three years. Understand, the FBI is really powerful. And we can call them names and make fun of the fact that James Comey likes to post a waterfall meme every time things get interesting in this country. It's like a six foot ten emo poet. But the bottom line is they're flexing. They were flexing last night by raiding Mar-a-Lago. This comes just a few days after Christopher Wray, the FBI director who was appointed by Trump, mind you, uh, testified in front of Congress last week that, yes, it was very disturbing that a lot of FBI agents manipulated the appearance of the Hunter Biden laptop story. Hunter's a dirtbag. I mean, again, the FBI went out of its way to kill that story in the run-up to the election, a story in which Hunter Biden's business partners corroborated the email claims that Joe Biden was getting a 10% cut of every transaction he sold overseas. Are you the big man, Joe? And was there any FBI raid on Hunter Biden's house? The answer would be no. No, the FBI actually went out of its way to tell you it wasn't in a story, a story that could end with him being indicted right now. He's being investigated again. When James Comey exonerated Hillary Clinton, he did so by convicting her in the court of public opinion. He spoke in front of the microphone and said, yeah, this has all the hallmarks of a case we'd prosecute. The information was definitely mishandled, security risks and everything in between. But we think it was just negligence. We're going to let her go. And everybody was like, wait a minute. This guy talked for 20 minutes like they were indicting her and then let her off the hook. The point is the FBI has shown a lot of bias, so much so. Okay, that they've put us in a position here where if they came forward tomorrow with evidence that Trump committed a crime, a lot of people would be like, I think they planted it. I don't think people believe them. But what's scarier is I don't think they care, okay, because they don't have to care. They're the FBI, they're unelected bureaucrats. They have the might and the muscle and the egos that if you sit around and you say, oh, you know, these guys are no good, they're like, oh, yeah, we'll show you no good. 
Welcome to the jail. It's bad, man. And I'm just in trying to take the temperature of the country. I want you to understand I'm trying to be responsible here. This is a high level raid. It should be accompanied by some type of information that justifies the level of this unprecedented raid. But we haven't gotten it yet. At a time when an institution that has no credibility, just none whatsoever, zero zip zilch in the public eye, okay, is now basically gaslighting the public until further notice about what they have on Donald Trump. Let's get right back to the phones. Clint is in East Texas. Yo, Clint. Hey, Jimmy. How's it going? Love your show. Thanks, brother. Uh, Somebody has to. Don't ever admit that if you get pulled over by a cop. You tell me, listen to this show. You're in big trouble. (laughs) (laughs) They'll take your car keys. Yeah, they'll take your car keys right away. I know it, and I know it. Hey, yeah, so I wanted to I'll, – I'll be real quick because I know you got a lot to get to, but I think the Democrats are making a mistake, and I'm sure you I, – I just got in my truck and, and turned the show on. But mm-hmm. if, if by – in my opinion, if by some chance they somehow pile on enough garbage onto Trump where either he doesn't run or he feels that it's not worth it again, mm-hmm. what, they're, what they're failing to see is that Ron DeSantis is standing right there, and yep. I know he said that he's trying to re- get reelected as governor of Florida, mm-hmm. but I think if Trump doesn't run – he will run and stand up for America because he knows how bad it is. He did comment on what happened to Trump yesterday, yep. this morning. Uh, and I, what the Democrats don't understand is that I think Ron DeSantis will be more effective because he knows how Washington works. That was Trump's biggest, you know, mm-hmm. I don't want to say well, failure, but his biggest Achilles heel was yeah. he didn't know how the insider worked. And he really didn't have anybody on the side like DeSantis would. And DeSantis will fight back. Just look what he's done in Florida since he's yep. been governor. Yeah, no, I, great l- job. listen, I agree. I mean, I think DeSantis gives you all the Trump policies without the Trump baggage, which is why I think you might be onto something. I actually think they want Trump to run for that exact reason, because he is he it would be harder for Trump to win in 2024 than it would for DeSantis to win in 2024, because for half of the country, they believe the FBI, like half of the country believes the Mueller probe was a legit thing and that Trump colluded. But Bill Barr somehow obstructed justice and didn't let Trump get convicted, just like half of the country will believe that if they raided Trump's home, they must have something on him. So that's the thing. As much as people like Trump, you can't discount how much people hate Trump, meaning people that prioritize things that we don't. So I think you're right, because if the FBI winds up killing a Trump candidacy, they're going to get a DeSantis elected, a Tim Scott elected. Any Republican will beat any Democrat in 2024. The only wild card is Trump. So you're on to something. I'm going to I'm going to test your theory the rest of the way. You keep driving in the pickup and listen along and see how your theory shakes out. Okay. All right, Jimmy, I appreciate you, man. Have a good day. You too, Clint. I'll see you soon. Be well. 888-788-9910. 888-788-9910. Greg is in Spokane, Washington. Yo, Greg. Hey, Jimmy. Love your show. My wife is going to freak when she hears my voice on the radio. Oh, that's a big deal. My wife, same same thing every day. She's like, my wife's like, I can't believe they're putting this lunatic on the air. Is that is that your wife's opinion <laughs> to you? <laughs> Very much so. Very much so. <laughs> Welcome to the club. Um, what do you think of Clint's you, theory? Uh, what do you think of Clint's theory about Trump running again? Do you think that do you think the FBI wants Trump to run again? Is that what this is? I think the raid last night was about baiting Trump into announcing before the midterms, so that the uh, Democrats can use that against every Republican that's running. Oh, it's so spot on, man. I was saying that last night too, man. Like, that's exactly what this looks like, because the midterm conversation right now is inflation's bad. The border sucks. Nobody can afford gas. But if the midterms become Trump belongs in prison, a lot of Democrats hate Trump. They'd love to vote on that. You know, 
We are the same mind, so if you ever need some affirmation, just give me a call. <laughs> yeah, I would not, again, I would not brag about being the same mind as me, but fine, I'll take it. And, uh, <laughs> yes, if you want to guest well, host the show down have... the road, say the word. All right, I think we also have the same waist size, but that's a different story. <laughs> now, yeah, this is turning into an intervention. All right, get off the phone, Greg. Good call, though, and I appreciate everything. Tell your wife hello. The great Greg in Spokane, Washington. So Greg makes a point. That I was making, we're talking about Greg's wife. I was making talking to my wife last night. I was watching uh, all of this news with Jenny Fallon last night. And I said, this really reads to me like they want Trump to announce now. Understand, hear me out. Trump, the benefit to him in announcing now is he is a fully committed candidate, which makes this look like an even bigger political persecution than it already is. It creates a sympathetic narrative around Trump that, gosh, they won't ever leave this guy alone. When have we seen them arrest a political opponent in this country? Oh, never? This is real banana republic stuff. So the optics of Trump running now make him look more sympathetic. But again, heading into the 2022 midterms, the Democrats would much rather run on orange man bad than the fact that their government has run this country into the ground right now, man. Biden is such a disaster. Understand that when we look around, we say, oh, this raid on Trump is unprecedented. You know what else is unprecedented? A wide open border leading to an all-time record high in fentanyl overdose deaths. You know what else is unprecedented? A 40-year high in inflation, an all-time high in gas prices, a military that's now more concerned with gender pronouns than with killing its opponents. We're doing a lot of woke ridiculousness. You know what's unprecedented? Our kids being ranked 80th in the world in math and reading, and we're placing more emphasis into teaching them they can switch genders at the age of five than that they can learn addition and subtraction. They're crazy. That's the left. Everything they're doing is unprecedented. So the fact that we could run on what we thought of Donald Trump's character instead of what they've done to our country would be a big leg up for them, a big time. Oh, make no mistake about it. Joey is listening in Tyler, Texas. Yo, Joey. Hey, Jimmy, what's up, man? Nothing. You didn't hear this from me, but I might be back in Tyler, Texas with Jenny and Lincoln in November. Are you going to be around? I'm planning on it, brother. I'm already printing up those uh, new woke order bumper stickers. That I, about. <laughs> I know. I love them. I still think it's a win. So here's the thing, man. Uh, I, I think that's part of this. I think on some level they don't want to they don't want to run on the woke stuff. You can't really run for president on if I win, you know, your kids will transition before their fifth birthday. But you can run on Trump stuff. Well, you know, Jimmy, look, I, I, first of all, let me say this. I usually miss your show on Tuesday because I'm not at work. I drive all day, and I told you your three hours is the only thing that keeps me from driving head on into oncoming traffic. <laughs> but uh, So I miss your show on Tuesdays. There was no way I was going to miss it today. Uh, for, from, here's my opinion on it. I'll get your, you know, I want to know what you think about this. Way back in the 60s, Kennedy was going after the FBI for being, you know, uh, uh, unscrupulous, uh, to say the least. And, um, and they, you know, they had launched a war against him. Um, and, and for, for me, my belief is he was one of the very last real presidents. And by that, I mean, he wasn't a figurehead. He was a guy who was trying to, uh, you know, institute some sort of change. Everyone in the sixties that was, um, you know, trying to do that, uh, if you'll remember, they yeah. were killed, you know, yeah, which is crazy. Long. But And nowadays, um, you know, 
somebody like Trump, uh, I, I don't think with science and, you know, ballistics and all that, I don't think they could take him out the way they did the Kennedys and people like that back in the day. But I believe that they're afraid of the guy because um, all these years of having figurehead presidents who just came out, towed the party line, waved and, you know, got the free house and all that good stuff. He was one of the guys that didn't need any of that stuff. Mm-hmm. He was trying to institute real policies, real change. And now they're going after him. This is some sleight of hand magician stuff. Look over here while we do this over here. That's the way I look at it. They're trying to distract us from, as usual, the real issues that are going on that are affecting everybody, Republican, Democrat, whatever you want to call yourself. It's affecting us all. And they're trying to distract us, as usual, from the things that we have in common that are affecting all of us and trying to split us down the middle on whether you hate Donald Trump, whether you like Donald Trump. It doesn't matter if you do your job efficient, you know, efficiently. I don't have to like, you -hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. And if you're doing it efficiently, I don't have to be your buddy. I just want you to do your job. If you hire me to put in a septic system, we don't have to be friends, man. You just want me to put it in correctly and have it work. Yep. Well, the problem is Joe Biden has turned this whole country into a septic system. So (laughs) they they, they probably do want to talk about Trump. My my theory is hardened. I don't think Trump's like I'm just guessing if I was walking into a casino right now and betting, I would bet right now just based on the information at my disposal and the fact that they did this with Mueller and they did this with Ukraine. I would actually bet they have nothing on him. I, I would bet this is a lot closer to what you just described, which is some diversionary tactic or an effort to play up January 6th because they don't want to run again. They, you know, in that regard, they are threatened by the idea that an outsider would come in and upset their apple cart. The only thing I'm torn on is whether they do or don't want them to run, because, again, they they know how to work people up and get them mad at Trump. You know, that's oh, the, yeah. so it would really help them to have Trump around. Like in the movie Scarface, at the end, Al Pacino stands up in the restaurant and he yells at the crowd, you need people like me so you can point your finger and say that's the bad guy. The bad guy. Yeah, yep, they yep. need people like Trump. He is the Scarface of politics. This is crazy. All right. Well, you know, I'm, I'm Ron DeSantis, man. I'm telling you, I think he's the hope. He's the hope. He knows how to go through the political maneuvering, and he's not as much of a hothead as Trump. Trump mm-hmm. loves to cut promos on people. So uh, <laughs> I, think, I think this is going to be the guy. Man. Well, listen, he's, he's definitely next in line if it ain't Trump, so we'll see where this goes. But, Joey, you're the man. Print those bumper stickers. We'll do it again, brother. There he goes. Quick break. We're back after this. It's America's number one radio lunch date. Get your hands out of my fries. Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. I own damn fries. It is Fox Across America with your main man, Jimmy Fallon. Trying to get to the bottom of this FBI raid on Mar-a-Lago down in Florida. We're going to discuss it with Jim Jordan at the top of the next hour. Larry Trump's going to be here. Sean Davis from The Federalist. Right now we're doing a you and me thing. Uh, Dan, out in Los Angeles, California, a place I just left. Yo, Dan. Hey, Jimmy. Uh, I'm going to come from the perspective on the... uh opposing viewpoint from, good uh, your before you do before you yes. do thank you for doing that and everyone listening needs to know that these opposing viewpoints are very welcome here i appreciate guys like you dan because i hate talk radio shows that are just one note all the way through now without further ado let's assassinate each other's character and have some fun what do you got i love it um <laughs> you know it's it's a great day in this country that uh you know the person holding the highest office in the land when they commit crimes, 
will be held accountable. But we don't know if they committed and, a crime is all I would say to that. That's I think I think your you know, your assessment of it being a great day is if, in fact, there's a there there and he's held accountable, then, yeah, it would be a great day. Is that what you mean? Yeah, pretty okay. much. Good, I, you know, listen, I'm all for due process. If he didn't do anything, mm-hmm. then he didn't do anything. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, they're investigating Hunter Biden. We'll see what happens with that. I'm all for it. You commit crimes, you get, you know, you, you, uh, you get there's consequences. Do you think they should have locked up Hillary? What do you think there? Um, no, I don't think there was anything there. I think that uh, you know it's, that was just a you know political hit job. Well, they said it was um, a crime, but like, they attributed it to negligence. Like technically, under the criminal code, she was chargeable, according to the then head of the FBI. But they just attributed it to negligence, which just sounds like looking the know, other way. I don't know that. that I don't know that that was the case. Oh, okay, but, you know that, mm-hmm. that was your opinion. No, but that was his opinion. I didn't speak. James Comey well, regard, did. That was his okay, opinion. Regardless, <laughs> regardless, you had an attorney general under Trump for four years that could have went after her if they wanted to. No, they and didn't. They want didn't it. because they don't want it okay, to be a banana no. republic. I mean, I think that's the part a lot of people oh, they, are missing. No, no, they didn't want no, it to be a banana republic. It was it was yeah, James Trump, Comey under Obama that dismissed the charges against Hillary Clinton. And I'm glad they dismissed him. I mean, in all honesty, I don't want to live in a tit for tat country because it doesn't benefit you or me. Well, listen, I mean, Jimmy, you know, it's it, it is what it is. I mean, they obviously have something on the guy. Well, the reporting we're getting right now is that there was cooperation out there between Trump and the FBI all the way up until June. And it sounds like communication might have broken down. So the FBI was like, screw you with the FBI. We're doing a raid. And they did a raid. Like, I think you're going to hear reporting in the next two hours that Trump might have actually known this was coming, which is going to change the story a little bit. Um, But it's it's a very interesting time in our country one way or the other, because you got one side of the country doesn't believe anything the FBI does just because of the Mueller probe. And the Hunter Biden story and everything else. And then there's obviously another side of this country like yourself who probably means well and wants criminals prosecuted. But I think in this instance might even have a tainted uh, perception of what a criminal is, meaning they've been telling us Trump is a criminal for so long without actually ever having the goods on the guy. So for a lot of people, no, no, they, they feel like this is going to be one more Russia probe, one more Ukraine. You know what I mean? The guy's been a criminal for decades. Oh, come on. Where are the charges? Dan, we were having fun. I'm not cutting you off. I'm just running into a commercial break. But you feel free to call back any old time uh, because I enjoy disagreement, you know, more than anything. We need more of that in this country. We need to be able to agree to disagree, damn it. So, Dan, there you go. Screw the Dodgers, by the way. I think the Yankees are going to take it all. Um, Back with Jim. Live from everywhere USA, it's Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Oh, yes, it sure is. We are coming to you live from the greatest country in the world, broadcasting from the tippy top of the world-famous Fox News headquarters in New York City. It is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon, fired up to bring you an embarrassment of radio riches in this hour. You know, normally when the hour starts... It's a lot of razzle-dazzle. We do a monologue, tell a few jokes, make a few balloon animals. You know, it's a circus act. But every once in a while, you just get a guest so big and important, he demands to go on at the very top of the hour. There's nothing we can say. My legs would have been broken if we didn't just bring him right on. That's what I was told by his publicist, Russell. So joining us now from the 4th Congressional (laughs) District of Ohio is Representative Jim Jordan. Hey, man. Jimmy, how are you? Good. Is is Russell going to call off the goon squad now that we put you on first? Yeah, yeah, and it's uh, it's actually good to you know I've been everything's been so intense and everything's this crazy event yesterday. Mm-hmm. 
it's nice to have have some hear some humor from from you. So I appreciate it. But thanks for having us on. Of course, man. I'm try, you know my job is I'm I'm supposed to be the calm voice in the huddle. Do you remember that famous Super Bowl yeah, drive? Yeah. Where Joe Montana got into the huddle <laughs> yeah. against the Bengals and said, "Hey, is that John, John Candy over there?" John Candy. Yeah. yeah. That, that's my job. Yeah. The country's on yeah, fire. But- We've got a political raid on a former president, and I'm like, "Hey, is that John Candy over there?" Yeah. It's a mess. No, that's yeah. That's sometimes you gotta you gotta. What's to keep your head while everyone's losing theirs? So uh, it's a it's a it's a good line. Uh, and of course, they went down and won the game. And maybe it's not quite, it's probably not as good a story if they don't go down and score the touchdown. But uh, yeah, nobody they cares. Do. They actually blame it on yeah. John Candy. They're like, maybe if he wasn't eating another hot pretzel, the team wouldn't have been so lethargic. Um, that's funny. Let, let me let me jump in here. Um, you know, because everybody who's trying to justify this FBI raid said, well, you know, it'd have to be an incredibly high bar for them to do this to an ex-president. But you know, they didn't meet that bar in the Mueller probe of the Ukraine impeachment. So I think a lot of people have reason to be concerned here. No. Of course they do. Kevin Kleinsmith altered evidence to get the FISA warrant. We know that. Mm -hmm. A lawyer in the Justice Department altered evidence. So we're just supposed to, oh, and context is always critical. Mm -hmm. So think of the context. They spied on this campaign with altered evidence back in 2016 and 2017. They impeached him once. They impeached him a second time. And now they got the January 6th committee going full tilt against him, trying to keep him from running uh, for office in 2024. And, oh, they raid his private residence. Mm-hmm. You got to be kidding me! And this comes just one day after they said we're going to unleash eighty-seven thousand IRS agents to come harass Republican small business owners. We know what that's all about. So that's the context. Oh, and a year ago they said we're going to use the Patriot Act against moms and dads who have the have the you know the crazy idea that they should be able to speak up for their kids at a school board meeting. So that's the context, and we're supposed to say, oh no, this is just fine. Give me a break. Everyone is nervous, but this is one of the most frightening things I have ever seen about our country. And that's why this is the first time it's ever happened, because it's not supposed to happen. Yeah, that's the point. We're talking to Jim Jordan, if you're just joining us. Um, I feel like the FBI owes us a little more information here. Like, shouldn't they be releasing the warrant or giving us some type of summation of why this is a thing? Yes, that's I called call for this last night. I said, we're going to be back voting on this stupid bill that the Democrats are passing. It's going to exacerbate the inflation problem, raise taxes, and, and as I said, unleash 87,000 people to harass you about your taxes. So uh, when we're coming back to vote on that, why don't Chris Ray and, and Merrick Garland come in front of the – the House Judiciary Committee, Jerry Nadler could call him in, come on in, explain this. This has never happened in the history of our country. We think you owe us an explanation. Certainly you owe the country an explanation and answer to some of our questions. So, yeah, yeah that, that should definitely happen. Yeah, I agree because we're at a really dangerous point here because when you've got a Justice Department that's demonstrated that nothing is beneath them when it comes to stopping this guy, it's, you know, put us in a situation where, you know, heaven forbid they actually had something on them, which no one thinks they do. But heaven forbid they did. Most, half of the country isn't even going to believe the FBI at this point. They're certainly not going to believe the Intel Committee and the Adam Schiff's of the world. And I think that's no. the dangerous road we've gone down. But is this – let me ask you this. Is this a little bit of a flex by the FBI in that, you know, Christopher Ray testified last week and then, you know, made up some bogus story so he could hop on a private jet and skip town? Um, he probably knew the whole time this was coming. Are they kind of flexing their muscle here? Because the bureaucracy does like to do that. Yeah, I, 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 uh, yeah, I assume so. But the scary thing to me is, mm-hmm. in, in American politics today, can the people, can we the people really impact the change that we vote for mm-hmm. if, in fact, you have a bureaucracy that's not answerable or accountable to 
the, to the elected individuals. I mean, that's a concern. I think we still can. I think the way we, we, we remedy this is to show up on November 8th. But you got to start asking the question, well, wait a minute. If, if the bureaucracy has this much power, this much – I mean, think about it. Who ran our lives for the last two years? What, what unelected guy ran our lives for the last two years? Dr. Fauci. Who does he answer to? Like, so th- this is a scary trend where the quote experts, the the super smart people, smarter than you know who we put in office, we 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 simple American citizens out there. That that's the mindset, and that that is completely. Uh, contrary to how our constitutional system is supposed to work. Yeah, it's a, it's a scam, man. And I, I think a lot of people are so frustrated in this moment for that reason, is that we don't feel like we have a representative government. Uh, we feel like they're picking a lot of petty personal fights. I mean, this thing with Trump seems personal. When you run yep. Russia on us for three years and come up empty, but don't admit, you know, fault or defeat and just move on and let the guy govern. You then go to Ukraine. You then go to everything else. Yeah. It just seems like we're watching somebody have a hard time getting over an ex like that's what trump is like you you know they talk about him and how awful he is so much you realize they're the crazy ones yep no it's 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 very true and i think a lot of it's driven by the fact that he came to that town and shook it up which is exactly what it needed um and he has a great line he he always says he says they come they're coming after me because i fight for you and i i really feel like that's what's happening here there is a click in that town who think they run it all, and it, in some ways it's bipartisan, mm-hmm. but it, it, that's, not, that's not how it's supposed to work. When the yeah. people speak, their elected officials are supposed to go do what they told them they were going to do, and Donald Trump did that. Do you think that's why a guy like, oh, I don't know, Mitch McConnell's a little quiet today? He hasn't said a word. I don't. I don't. I haven't seen John Cornyn. I haven't seen any of the Senate leadership, uh, Republican leadership, say where Kevin McCarthy spoke out. I spoke out. Steve mm-hmm. Scalise, Elise Stefanik are going to speak out. I mean, there's, there's. There, Mike Turner sent a letter as the top yep. Republican on the Intel Committee. Like, what's the national security issue? What, what was really going on? So we're willing to speak out. Where's the, where's the Republican leadership in the Senate? I, I think, I think it's a fair point. Yep. Let's go. Uh, let's, let's get going over here, Mitch. Uh, I'll, I'll put in some calls to Cocaine Mitch and see how it goes. Listen, this was your first uh, at bat as a leadoff hitter in our lineup. It was excellent. I, I will call you the Ricky Henderson of radio from here on in. <laughs> well, that's I don't know about that, but if you're going to call me, it needs to be Pete Rose. Oh, well, that, you gotta stick with, in that case, Henderson. we might have to ban you from radio for betting on these interviews. So be careful what you wish for. Listen. Well, good point, but I, I love that. Or Joe Morgan. No, he, Morgan oh. usually hit yeah. Morgan usually hits second. Yep. Who else would lead off for him? Uh, Davey Concepcion. Who are we talking about Davey here? Davey Concepcion, yeah. Oh, all right. he, 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 he'd lead off. Some. All right, take, take a souvenir off the shelf. You can be the Davey <laughs> Concepcion of radio. Good luck out there. Keep right. fighting a good fight, brother. Thanks, Jimmy. Take care. My man. There he goes, the great Jim Jordan, who, by the way, did say uh, it's a little quiet over there in Mitch McConnell's office. I think he's got a point. This is something Jim Jordan said at the very end of that interview, which is very telling. Something you hear me say all the time. Our government is run by a uniparty. You and I fight. Uh, all these damn Democrats or these damn Republicans. Unbel- unbelievable. Okay, but it's very much pro wrestling. You know how the Ultimate Warriors fans beat up, you know, the Macho Man's fans in the parking lot. And while you guys are beating each other up in the parking lot, the Ultimate Warrior and the Macho Man go to Hooters together. Oh, yes. I've read about that in the Bible. That is very much partisan politics. The country is beating the snot out of each other. But the uniparty that sits at the tippy top of the gravy train, sitting on all the lobbyist cash and the fancy lunches at Cafe Milano, 
They're fine with what's happening to Donald Trump for the exact reason Jim Jordan articulated. He is an outsider. He is not one of them. You cannot discount just how seismic that election was. Some of you hate Bill Barr because you think, oh, I could have did more to find election fraud. Bill Barr was very honest on the show about the fact that, you know, Rudy Giuliani and everybody around Trump were lying to him. In fact, I had a member of the Trump White House in my office yesterday. We had a long talk about what went on post-election day. And uh, a lot of people were lying to Trump, telling him there was more there, you know, when it came to fraud than they could actually find in due time. Doesn't mean it didn't happen. Doesn't mean it's not out there. I'm just telling you I don't have that proof, so I have to be responsible when we have this conversation. But there's a lot of people mad at Bill Barr because they think he could have did more. But the things, the truth that Bill Barr spoke to on this show and that he was very upfront about the fact that he didn't love Trump the guy. He loved the policies, thought literally anything, literally anything was better than Hillary Clinton. Anyone was better than Hillary Clinton. But the one thing he spoke to on the show that I don't think anybody completely understands is Trump getting a presidency. He got one. Folks, in the in the history, in the annals of this country, okay, up until the moment he was sworn in, 45 people got one, okay? He was one of them. He was your 45th president, okay, in a manner in which he walked in off the street with no background in politics, no government experience, a member of the private sector, and yes, a TV celebrity, uh, one of the members of polite society and that he was palling around with Barbara Walters and, you know, he was even out there going on The View left and right all the time. The View was awful. Oh, when Trump became a presidential candidate, they went from, hey, this guy's been on our show 77 times to this guy is literally Hitler. They were saying that in the next breath. And it's like it's so funny because all the people who turned on him when he ran for president and said he was literally Hitler. I'm like, well, if he was literally Hitler and you guys were having him on TV for 20 years. Aren't you kind of an accomplice to Hitler then? But nobody had the self-awareness to know because it was all emotional. It was emotional because the idea that Washington, D.C., the swamp, the uniparty that has its hands on the levers of power, got out of bed one day and one of them wasn't in charge. They've never been the same. So many of the problems we face in this country are the end result of the establishment not being able to make peace with the results of the 2016 election. That's what the Mueller probe was. It was just a soft coup to upend the election. That's all it was. We now know that. I mean, that's confirmed through a court of law. Okay, the Ukrainian impeachment. What did they accuse Trump of? Oh, wrongdoing in Ukraine. And then what did we find out when the impeachment was over? Joe Biden's kid was guilty of tens of millions of dollars of wrongdoing in Ukraine. Oh, And they slandered him for claiming he slandered dead veterans, which we now know not to be true. They have demonstrated time and time again that nothing was beneath them when it came to stopping him because they couldn't stand the fact that he was an outsider. I don't need you to like Trump. I'm not saying you should vote for him if he runs again. That's not the point I'm making. The point I'm trying to make here is that this guy did something that was so unprecedented. He got one. There used to be movies made about this in pop culture. Imagine one day... Some guy runs for president with no filter, just goes in there and just reads everybody their truth, and in the end, he wins the thing. There's a slob. There's a real slob. That was Trump. He was just throwing shots. This guy will no, say anything. No matter who was talking. You ought to be ashamed of Secretary. yourself. Everybody. What you just said is a disgrace. All hands on deck. He even went after the media. People aren't buying it, CNN, you dumb bastards. But the point was, it was a fantasy. Up until he made it a reality. 
but it was a reality members of the establishment couldn't live with. Don't ever forget that when Trump was running for president in 2016 and he was ahead by hundreds of delegates, okay, the Republican Party, if you remember this, created a website to show us how a brokered presidential convention was going to work. What a brokered convention would mean is that in the event one candidate hadn't met the delegate threshold to win the nomination outright, they could have a brokered convention in which they themselves as the representatives, as the delegates, could vote on who got the nomination. They were setting Donald Trump up to steal the nomination from him in 2016. The Republican Party, the Mitch McConnells of the world, they did not want him to be their nominee. They did not want an outsider in power. I'm not saying Trump good. I'm not saying Trump bad. I'm saying to them, an outsider was the worst thing in the world, and they couldn't deal with it. And the Republicans would have stolen the nomination from their guy. If, in fact, he didn't meet the delegate threshold, the fact that he met the delegate threshold meant that all the people trying to screw him had to show up and endorse him. <laughs> and none of them thought he was going to win, but he won. And the fact that he won turned Washington, D.C. upside down. And they've never been the same. So we are sitting at a point right now where the Mitch McConnells of the world are really quiet, really quiet about what's going on. And they know it's unprecedented. They know it's bad. They just don't care because he's not one of them. What can I tell you, kid? You're right. When you're right, you're right. When you're right. Common sense from a not-so-sensible man. It's the compassion. It's the, it's the dignity. It's the wisdom. It's the, it's the horse sense of the guy that gets you. You're listening to Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. It is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. We got Lara Trump coming up, her father-in-law. Rated, rated by the feds yesterday, a former U.S. president. What the hell is the world coming to? I don't know. We'll ask William. He's down in Tyler, Texas, listening on KTBB. Yo, William. Well, thank you, sir. Great to talk to you. You too, my man. Uh, I want to comment about the division, you know, about Mm -hmm. President Trump and Mm -hmm. the country. As a psychologist, before I talk with a person, I'll often start by asking, could you be wrong in your beliefs and feelings? It's amazing the people that will say no. Yeah, it's so true. Some will say yes. And then I follow up by asking them questions. And I know people don't always know all the facts. Mm -hmm. We all have biases that blind us, and we're reacting emotionally. Mm -hmm. But if people will slow down, you know, I noticed Glenn Beck said to people today, do not get out in the streets. Mm -hmm. Wait till it's time to cast your vote. Mm -hmm. That's wonderful advice. Yep. And this all falls under the name of cognitive behavior therapy. If people just slow down, examine themselves, life will be better. I Listen, I agree a thousand percent. I think one of the challenges of right now is it almost feels like they're trying to provoke people into the streets because that gives them another moral high ground where they can be like, look, these Republicans are out of control. Trump's got to go. You got to vote Democrat. It almost feels like they're being baited. But I think the reality is, you know, 
we owe a measure of restraint because on one end, we've seen that nothing has been beneath this intel community when it comes to stopping Trump. But on the other end, they do have a warrant. They did go to his place. They could have something. My gut is that they don't, but we should reserve the right for self-examination and self-awareness. Have you ever seen a time in your practice where people are more devoid of self-awareness than they are right now? I think it's worse than I've ever seen it. Yep. And I, I, I really think, do. I think part of that what, – what percentage – really quick. We have a minute. What percentage do you think the phone played in shaping that, the smartphone, and, and the fact that everything is oh. so carefully curated to everybody's personal preferences? Oh, it's enormous the way opinions are changed. And people can lie, and a person doesn't know enough information to even think it through or to challenge it. Mm-hmm. And it's enormous. It truly is enormous. Yeah, it's, it's a, indoctrination at the public level. You know. Yeah. Coming, it, coming that way. No, it's 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 wild. I mean, it's that, that's why I'm always you know skipping town and going down to Texas to eat spare ribs and drink beer. I need to get away from all the madness. You know. So I'll be back soon, William. I've got to take. I got a quick interview coming up, but I appreciate the call and I appreciate you being a voice of reason in the huddle. Okay, my man. All right. Thank you, sir. Be well. There he goes, the great William. We'll get to more of your calls. We've got Sean Davis coming up. Then we'll get right back to the phones for some you and me time. Right here. I told you. The calm voice in the huddle. Yeah, the world's on fire. But I'm going to roast some marshmallows with you until it's time to start jabbing people with these sticks. It is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. If you've been listening to the show, you know this FBI raid. It's kind of turned the country into a Real Housewives episode. Everybody's pulling hair, screaming and fighting. The only difference is we won't throw wine at each other because we all need the booze. Uh, Nobody knows better than this next guest, the co-founder, CEO of The Federalist. They are not wasting booze at The Federalist. Uh, The great Sean Davis returns to the show. Hey, man. How are you? I'm thrilled to be on in uh, such a slow news week, so thank you for having me. <laughs> You're going to laugh, by the way. So I won't name names, but I walked past an anchor this morning here at Fox and made the old talk. Someone said the slow news day thing, and the person was like, well, you've got the Trump raid. And I was like, dude, <laughs> have some coffee, <laughs> catch up to the group. Let me ask you this, Sean Davis. Let's just dive right in. Some you and me time. What would you bet in Vegas? You're walking into Vegas right now. What would you bet that they don't have anything on Trump here? All of it. You All would? All in. But I would go buy money printers and just <laughs> print them nonstop. Yeah. They, they, look, the reason I can be so confident about that is that I've been alive for the last six years. <laughs> And I've watched everything the left did. I watched the Russia collusion hoax. I watched the Ukraine hoax. I've watched the J6 nonsense. I watched what they tried to do to Nick Sandman. Mm-hmm. I watched what they tried to do to Brett Kavanaugh. So, yeah, I can confidently say they have absolutely nothing. I, and this is the problem right now is that I, I'm with you. I mean, I'm looking at the optics of this. And again, nothing has been beneath them in the past, so I could see why we'd both feel that way. I think they put us in a bad spot because with everything you just referenced, um, if in fact they do turn over what we are to believe is a something, I think half the country won't believe the FBI at this point, given what we know. Well, I should hope half the country won't (laughs) believe the FBI, given what they've done. Recall, Uh this is the same corrupt agency that literally fabricated evidence and a federal warrant to spy on Trump's campaign affiliates. 
Mm-hmm. They did it, and they did it repeatedly. Multiple warrants that they sent in to the, the FISA court to get spy applications under the premise that Trump's campaign was illegally operating as an agent in a foreign government were fabricated with, with, with doctored emails from the CIA that an FBI attorney literally went in and changed the words of to make it look the opposite of what it was so that they could illegally spy on the president. So there is nothing on earth given what I have witnessed from this agency and these people that will ever convince me they have any legitimate thing here because they have proven that they will weaponize every last tool that they have, including the biggest law enforcement agency in the country, to take down their political enemies. And that's exactly what they're doing. We're talking to Sean Davis, uh, CEO and co-founder of The Federalist. And, you know, that point you make, to piggyback off of that really quickly, the Mueller probe, and I don't think most of the country realizes this, but the Mueller probe was essentially a soft coup in that they were just trying to get him to self-destruct in a death-by-a-thousand-cut scenario where he would fire Mueller, which would convince half the country they had the goods. In letting it play out, he exposed the fact that they didn't have them. And I think that's where we stand now. So, and I, and I bring this up because if we know they're capable of that soft coup, if we know they're capable of weaponizing a raid on Mar-a-Lago, what does that tell you about the 2020 election? Like, doesn't it make you doubt the legitimacy of it a little bit? Yes, 100%. And again, let's go back to the FBI. This is an agency that ahead of the 2020 election Uh, worked with a bunch of so-called informants to cook up a kidnapping and murder plot against the Michigan governor. The the FBI literally did this. Mm -hmm. And then uh, they used that to generate bad headlines against Trump, blaming him for radicalizing these people who were actually put onto it by the FBI and wanting to kidnap the, the Michigan governor. And then just a few months ago, the FBI went in and arrested the leading Republican candidate in that race. What is at stake here? is our right to pick who we want to run for office and pick who we want to run for the president and, and what's happening. They, they try to do it with Russia collusion. They try to do it with Mueller. They try to do it with Ukraine. They try to do it with J6. They, this regime is trying to go out there and pick who gets to run against them for the highest office in the land. So, yeah, you better believe I don't have a whole lot of faith in what's going to happen in 2024 because, again, I've been alive for the last six years, and I've watched everything they've done. <laughs> Listen, I, I can't refute anything of what you've said because it has been unprecedented. It has been disgusting. Do you think on some level, this is something I've seen a lot of on Twitter, that they're almost trying to provoke a reaction from Trump supporters in this instance so they can use that to further discredit him and any you know potential candidacy? Absolutely. I, I 100 percent believe that. Now, I don't think that's the only purpose. I think mm-hmm. they have a whole lot of games and a whole lot of goals here that they're aiming for. But I absolutely believe that they want people on the right to get violent over this so they can take what they've done with J6 and D.C. and apply it to the country writ large. And again, this isn't some crazy conspiracy theory I have. I I know this is what they're angling to do because they've told me that. Recall what the FBI did against uh, parents upset at local school boards for teaching racism and nonsense in their little kids' schools. They dubbed them domestic terrorists, and they opened investigations against them. We have DHS putting out domestic terrorism alerts for people who have Gadsden flags saying – which, by the way, in many states is the actual license plate. Yeah. 
Um, so, so we know they want to do this because they've told us that's what they want to do. It's my, that's my favorite one is the OK symbol. If a Republican makes an OK symbol, they're like, well, he's in the Klan. But then you can show them 7,000 pictures of a Democrat making an OK symbol, and it's a nothing to see here. There's definitely a two-tiered thing. It's a, it's a scary place to be because everything you're saying is true. It's not conspiratorial that these things happened. We know they did happen. But here's a question that I think is kind of an unconventional angle. Do you think on some level, though, they're trying to bait him into running and announcing that he's going to run before the midterms so they can change the trajectory of the midterms? Yeah, probably that that wouldn't surprise me. Um, to be honest, I fully expect them to indict Trump before the election. Mm-hmm. It, it, it's basically what they did with that raid is, is the Chekhov's gun of, mm-hmm. of political theater. Like you can't put a gun on yeah. stage and then not have somebody eventually get shot. Yeah, that, yeah. That, that's the, the rule about <laughs> Chekhov's gun. You can't with Democrats go raid a U.S. president's home and then not charge him with something. So I, I absolutely believe, and maybe the timing will, will be a little bit off, they are completely devoted and committed to charging and indicting President Trump. Yeah, it reads that way. We're talking to Sean Davis, the CEO and co-founder of The Federalist, um, trying to have a grown-up talk about what went on down at Mar-a-Lago last night. Um, you were, and I read this today. It's funny. We had Tim Scott on the show yesterday. He had a great hang. And then everyone is killing him today. You thought he was a little weak on CBS? A little weak. A wet noodle. <laughs> oh, no. Is a weak. Hold on a second. Now, before we get into this, this is the thing I wanted to ask you, though. Okay, because I agree with your whole assessment that this reads poorly. But could you see where you know a strategic patience would benefit a guy in his position, or do you just want everyone to go balls to the wall because you know of the of the precedents we've seen with the FBI in the past? I would be be willing to believe in strategic patience if um, I had ever seen these people do anything. Mm-hmm. Now, like was was Tim Scott, you know, unaware to me, uh, out there doing the Lord's work, trying to uncover previous FBI corruption? Has, has he been out there on the ramparts, um, <laughs> trying to root out all the people who are there doing things that we know are not legal? Yeah. No, he's been doing absolutely nothing like the rest of his idiot colleagues over there. <laughs> well, so no, you're... I give him no credit. Okay. He gets no pass. Uh-huh. And it's time for these people to sack up and do their jobs. Well, this is a thing. It's funny because Jim Jordan was just on and he said he said it's pretty telling that McConnell hasn't said a word that he hasn't gotten the word out of McConnell or anybody else over in that wing, which is it is. It's very telling. So I, I wonder and I don't know, maybe this is, you know, for you to kind of, you know, spell out. I wonder how basic this is. And what I mean by how basic it is, is essentially we know in the run up to 2016, the Republican Party would have denied Trump the nomination if they could have. Do you remember when they were setting up a website to explain a brokered convention in case he didn't meet the delegate threshold? Do you remember that? Was like, oh, I, I remember when they were trying to get electors to switch yes. after the election. Yes, yes, yes. OK, no, no, I'm with you. So what I'm trying to say is like on what level, because this was my takeaway and Jordan actually said this. He actually alluded to the idea that there is a uniparty in Washington, that it's basically just one party rule at the end of the day amongst establishment people. Do you think that's why they're silent on something like this? Because at the end of the day, Trump's just not one of them. Absolutely. I I, ha- I feel very confident in saying the reason Mitch McConnell hasn't said anything uh, condemning what happened is that he supports it. Yeah. Look, he wanted Trump to lose. Mm-hmm. He, he, what he wanted coming out of the 2020 election was for Trump to not be president 
and yet for him to still be majority leader and for Republicans to have a majority in the Senate. I, I truly believe that was his goal, and I believe that he is totally fine with this happening, and yet uh, it, it's just fascinating to me that he just doesn't have the spine to come out and say it. We all know it. Yeah. We all know the people who sit back and say nothing as the rest of the nation is horrified mm-hmm. say nothing because they're scared to actually say they approve of it. So I, I'm not surprised at all that Mitch McConnell is out there playing turtle instead of doing what he should be doing on something that is literally a threat to the existence of the republic. If you allow in this country presidents to decide who gets and who doesn't get to run for president against them, you don't have a republic anymore. Yeah, no, it's 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 scary. Um, last thing, much lighter note, I'm going to give Tim Scott a chance to redeem himself. Weigh in on Tim Scott's movie picks that he has made on this show. They've generated a lot of controversy. Tim Scott maintains that Return of the Jedi is the best Star Wars movie. D- does this make you any more likely to embrace Tim Scott, or are you anti-Jedi? Uh, no, I mean, that one's fine. Okay, and how about his declaration? I'm an, I'm an, I'm an Empire Strikes Back guy, yeah, but I mean, Return too. of the Jedi is fine. How, how bad is the modern Empire Strikes Back when Vader goes, Luke, I am your birthing parent? <laughs> Luke, I am your trusted adult. <laughs> it's so depressing. You say, it doesn't have the same snap as I am your father. Okay, Rocky it Three doesn't. though. Tim Scott says Rocky Three is the best Rocky. That's the Mr. T. Clubber Lang Rocky. Can you co-sign that? Uh, I mean, it's not, it's not terrible, but it's not great. Okay. You, are you more of a Rocky Four guy because of the Cold War? Yeah, of course. You've got to take down the commies. Come on. <laughs> Here's my thing, okay? And I say this, you know, I have Tim Scott out on here and there. I feel like he's a wasted asset by the Republican Party in the sense that, yeah, he's not out there in the culture war, you know, getting his hands dirty and he's not fighting, you know, this battle with the FBI. And maybe you could argue that he should be. And I get it. And I think there are a lot of people that are indifferent to what happens to Trump because he's not one of them. So I agree with you there. But I think he's a wasted asset from the standpoint of he is a guy that could kill identity politics because he can't really sit there and call him racist. They would try. But his story is one of the things like if America, if we gave America credit for just his story, a guy who grew up in a Klan run South and became a senator and a congressman, people would have to acknowledge a little bit of progress. So I'm always very protective of him because I feel like for the Republicans, he is kind of an ace in the hole that isn't utilized enough. Can you see where he has that value at least? Well, I get, I, I understand that argument, but I've seen what the left has done to Clarence Thomas That's as true. well. And I guess the way I look at it is, I don't care about someone's identity. No, you're, you're um, right there. I don't. I don't care what they look like. I don't. I don't care what their personal life is like. Mm-hmm. I believe that our country is is really at war. That yeah. there's a fight for the soul of the country, and I want somebody more than just nice guys. I'm yeah, sure yeah. Tim Scott is a super good dude. Yeah. But like the the fate of our country, the survival of our republic is at stake, and I didn't need to see from our leaders that they understand that yeah. and that they're willing to do what needs to be done to rescue this country. All and right. so I don't care what color they are. I don't care where, they from, where mm-hmm. they're from. I just want them to do what they're supposed to do to represent us and save our country. All right. Yeah, no, it's a win-win for the Gipper moment, and it's not a win-win for the non-binary cisgender. It's just the Gipper. You don't care what the, <laughs> the Gipper's idea is, and that, nor did they. And I, I think you're right for that, Sean Davis. Listen, uh, epic stuff. I do think uh, we're all either about to get banned from Twitter or raided ourselves. So if I, if I don't talk to you, I'll see you in the gulag, okay? All right. Uh, it'll, it'll be a pleasure. We can make jokes. The <laughs> like the good old days. Good stuff, man. I'll see you soon. There he goes, the great Sean Davis, CEO, co-founder of The Federalist. He's not wrong when he says what's happening right now is so unprecedented.
in that the FBI is now telling you who can and can't run for office. It's wild, man. It is a wild time to be. I will try to continue to hold this mess together when we come back. The critics have spoken. Well, that was different. Yep, lousy, but different. You're listening to Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. It is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Whole country's gone nuts. And believe me, I know a lot about crazy people. I've got a lot of bozos listening to this show out in Ohio. My nieces and nephews, Hunter and Maddie, and Haley and Isaiah and Eli. They're all a bunch of crazy bozos, but they listen to the radio. And if they're listening now, they better get their act together out there because this country is a mess and the champ is not happy. Lara Trump is going to be joining us in the next hour. She is, of course, the presidential daughter-in-law of Donald Trump, married to Eric Trump, someone you've heard on the show before. Uh, Lara was making the rounds last night, as was Eric, in reaction to this raid, and was basically saying what Sean Davis was saying moments ago, that this very much does look like a political persecution. Now, the question I have, and I think we can get into this as an audience a little bit in the next hour, is whether this is intentional in that the FBI does want him to run. Because the one thing about the position the Democrats happen to be in right now is they have nothing to run on. Okay, they're declaring victory right now because they just passed an inflation reduction bill that increases inflation. Not even close. Think about that. They're out there telling you, oh, this climate change initiative was so popular that we passed it under a different name. That was embarrassing. Think about that. Their policies are historically unpopular. The things they're pushing right now whether we're talking about climate change initiatives or late-term abortion, these are things nobody supports, nobody cares. At a time when you've got a record level of inflation, record level gas prices and an overrun border, you really can't run for office on your record. You can't. So what you've got to do is you've got to run on somebody else's. Bingo. So they are very much – this is an old screenwriting trick. But they always tell you if you're writing a script and you have kind of a lackluster hero – you know, you maybe the script is just a regular run-of-the-mill guy, and there's nothing particularly that interesting. It's not like a superhero. The way you make an everyday character seem like a superhero is you increase the size of the villain. And that's what they've always done when it comes to Donald Trump. They made Joe Biden electable to some people uh, by increasing the size of the villain. Oh, this Donald Trump is a, a leading a white supremacist nation. That's what we are. We're systemically racist. So we've got to get rid of the guy that's been in the government for four years and replace him with a guy who's been in the government for 50 years in Joe Biden. Do you have a problem figuring out whether you're for me or Trump and you ain't black? But that's what they sold you. They sold you what? Well, it's, you know, you guys might not be crazy about Biden, but this other villain, oh my gosh, it's going to get us all killed from COVID. Meanwhile, twice as many people have died from COVID under Joe Biden as they have under Donald Trump, despite the fact that Biden inherited not one, not two, but three vaccines. Biden, who bashed the vaccine on the campaign trail, got vaccinated the second he won the election. I don't remember that ever happening. But it happened on TV. It did. We all saw it. And this is the old screenwriting axiom of increase the size of the villain. We're heading towards midterms where Democrats are expected to lose everything. They're expected to break the record 
for seat loss by an incumbent president that was previously held by Barack Obama. I don't see you doing any better in the booty department. Okay, Biden is on pace to maybe lose 90 seats. They're probably going to lose the Senate as well. Okay, they're in a really bad spot. But if they can make the conversation between now and November about Donald Trump instead of about their record, it's a big win for them. At least gives them a little bit more upward mobility than they have now, because can the Democrats go out there with a straight face and run on anything they've accomplished? The answer would be no. Live from everywhere USA, it's Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Here we go. Here we go. Lacing them up. We got a big hour of Fox Across America coming up with Lara Trump, daughter-in-law of your 45th president, a man who was raided last night by the FBI in an unprecedented manner, got the whole country worked up. I'm going to try to hold it together at 888-788-9910, if you want to be a part of this thing. But right now, we're going to begin with some reaction to the FBI raid. And I want you to know where we are at this moment. What we what we now know, what can be confirmed about this FBI raid is that there appears to have been an ongoing dialogue between President Trump and the FBI as it pertains to his records, archival uh, information, documents, classified documents. Now understand, as the president of the United States, he has the highest authority to classify or declassify any document he wants. So if Trump wants to take something as president, he can just go, oh, it's not classified and it's his and he can just take it. He can just have it. So for them to try and convict him in a court of law is a really shaky uh, legal footing for them to be on If, in fact, that is the charge, we don't know that that's the charge. We don't know the charges are being brought. What we do know is that the FBI was at Mar-a-Lago in January. They were back again in June and they had full cooperation from Trump and his lawyers as it pertained to classified information. What we're now coming to find out is it sounds like a communication breakdown in July led the FBI to do the old, well, screw you with the FBI. We'll just raid you. Okay, the FBI maybe perhaps believing that Trump wasn't being forthcoming enough with his information. Trump may be saying, screw you, you guys have had it out for me since day one. I mean, understand where we're at when it comes to Trump and the FBI. The FBI falsified documents to get FISA warrants so they could spy on then-candidate President Trump. That's just how white folks will do you. Understand that. They set him up. The Mueller probe which is triggered, special counsel was triggered by James Comey, former director of the FBI, leaked classified information to trigger a special counsel. He has admitted to that. These aren't my words. So the FBI has demonstrated at every turn that nothing is beneath them when it comes to stopping Trump, even if that means breaking the law, even if that means fabricating evidence. So Donald Trump and the FBI appear to have hit a standoff in terms of just how much cooperation he was willing to give them when it came to their never-ending poking and prodding of this man, something that would not be going on. If Trump said right now, I'm never running for office again, they leave immediately. Okay, the whole, the whole FBI, they leave Mar-a-Lago instantly. I agree with that. Okay, probably call off the, every tax investigation. January 6th can go away. Because the whole point of all of this 
is to stop him from running again. Tell him like it is. Okay, there's no two ways about it. They don't have a there there. The guy's not going to jail. Could they charge him? Yes, because this is emotional for them. That's why we're in such a dangerous place. They're destroying faith in our institutions right now by politicizing the FBI and the Department of Justice to the extent that they have. Now, half of the country has felt that way for the last six years because we saw them do this to Donald Trump. And a lot of us might not have even been Donald Trump fans out of the gate, but we still said, hey, there's something not right about what's going on here. And a lot of objective people gravitated over to Donald Trump because they realized that a lot of the establishment figures trying to railroad them were completely full of Okay, but this became an emotional thing for them. And understand, when you're operating from a place of emotion, it denies you the self-awareness that would otherwise tell you you sound like a crazy person. Let me give you some of the reactions. Here's Chuck Schumer, United States senator from right here in New York. Chuck Schumer is a clown. This one's fabulous. Listen to this clip. It's clip eight. A large chunk of the Republicans, not all of them, but a large chunk have become what I call MAGA Republicans, Trump Republicans, with little respect for rule of law, with little respect for the balance of power of institutions, frankly, with little respect for truth itself. I mean, when a third of all people and a majority of Republicans now believe that the election was stolen when there's no evidence to that effect, that's proof of that. Don't you have any respect for yourself? I mean, seriously, Chuck Schumer. You ought to be ashamed of yourself. Listen to that money line. When a third of all people and a majority of Republicans now believe that the election was stolen when there's no evidence... That's proof that they don't support law and order. Oh, really? Saying an election was stolen? That's the proof? In that case, raid every one of these people. As I've been telling candidates who have come to see me, you can run the best campaign. You can even become the nominee. And you can have the election stolen from you. Do you agree that Donald Trump is, in effect, not a legitimate president? I think that there's no question that the process that elected him was not legitimate. The president-elect, although legally elected, is not legitimate. Donald Trump is an illegitimate president. I think the interference, although not yet quantified, uh, if fully investigated, would show that Trump didn't actually win the election in 2016. So do you believe President Trump is an illegitimate president? Based on what I just said, which I can't retract. (laughs) (laughs) Trump knows he's an illegitimate president who got illegitimate foreign help. Do you get it, folks? Do you get it? Okay, every single one of them said the 2016 election was stolen. They said the same thing in 2018. They said the voting machines were hacked. I continue to think that our voting machines are too vulnerable. In 2018, electronic voting machines in Georgia and Texas deleted votes for certain candidates or switched votes from one candidate to another. The biggest seller of voting machines is doing something that violates cybersecurity 101, directing that you install remote access software, which would make a machine like that You know, a magnet for fraudsters and hackers. These voting machines can be hacked quite easily. You could easily hack into them. It makes it seem like all these states are doing different things, but in fact, three companies are controlling this. There are a lot of states that are dealing with antiquated machines, right, which are vulnerable to being hacked. Workers were able to easily hack into an electronic voting machine. It was possible to switch votes. 43% of American voters use voting machines that researchers have found have serious security flaws, including back doors. We know how vulnerable now our systems were. We know, I know the hackathon that took place last year where virtually every machine was broken into fairly quickly. I actually held a demonstration for my colleagues 
here at the Capitol, um, where we brought in um, folks who, before our eyes, hacked election machines, um, those that are not, those that are being used in many states. She is a fraud, a phony, a woman without a moral core, a regular two-faced, mealy-mouthed politician who swings with the wind. Do you understand every single Democrat? That's everybody. That's Vice President Kamala Harris, Hillary Clinton, Ron Wyden, Cory Booker. That's everybody telling you that the voting machines were hacked and 2016 was stolen. Yet they're out here persecuting Donald Trump for claiming 2020 was stolen. He has a right to say it's stolen in this country. I'm not telling you he has proof that it was. I'm not telling you it makes him any better than those people. But the two-tiered standard of justice is a real threat to our country. And we wound up in this position because people in positions of power are acting emotionally. They don't realize how bad this looks on them. When Chuck Schumer says... Oh, the Republicans are a lawless party because one third of the Republicans believe the election was stolen. Yo, every Democrat, including Chuck Schumer, said 2016 was stolen. Oh, wow. Listen to this Rachel Maddow clip. I hate to do this to you because she's just awful. But here she is. Today's the historic day. You got to buy a physical copy of the newspaper. Here, listen to this. It's clip 16. I mean, the reason you might buy tomorrow's paper is because if the world doesn't collapse into ash by then, your grandkids' grandkids someday are going to look at that old physical newspaper you were able to save from August 9th, 2022, and they are going to goggle at the thought of what your life must have been like. They are going to goggle at the thought of what it must have been like for you to see something like this happening in your lifetime, in real time, for the first time ever in American history, having no idea how it would play out. Have you ever had a check? Nothing like this has ever happened before, and we don't know how this ends. (laughs) So embarrassing. This is the biggest schmuck I've ever met. (laughs) That's Rachel Maddow. It's telling you this is unprecedented. You know why I buy, buy a copy of the newspaper? Because this has never happened before. Yet you know what else has never happened before? We've never had the Justice Department fake evidence to accuse a presidential candidate of colluding with a foreign power to overthrow our election. That's never happened before. Did their story turn out to be true? The answer would be no. You know what else has never happened before? We've never had a president impeached for wrongdoing in a country. At a time when his future political opponent's son was actually selling influence to that country. Did the allegations against Trump unprecedented buy a copy of the newspaper? Did those allegations of Trump meddling in Ukraine turn out to be true? The answer would be no. Of course not. Okay, you know what else never happened? We've never had a presidential uh, runner-up accused of inciting a riot at the Capitol, which wasn't a good thing, but is he actually being charged with inciting a riot? The answer would be no. Everything about Trump is unprecedented, nothing more so than the bottomless cesspool these people are willing to dive into if they can actually besmirch this guy's character. He's a lousy dad, but he's right. Understand, I don't get on the air and tell you Trump's throwing a perfect game. Trump's all over the map half the time. But the way they're treating him, will be noted in history as far more egregious than anything Trump happens to have done. That is correct. Okay, understand, you've got to look at it this way. Trump wasn't a Russian agent. We know that because the Mueller probe came and went and proved that he wasn't a Russian agent.
Trump wasn't uh, meddling in Ukraine. We know that because the impeachment came and went, didn't meddle in Ukraine. Okay, all of the things they accuse him of being are done for their own political benefit. They're not done in pursuit of the truth. They're done in pursuit of power. And the big problem we have in this moment is people don't trust the FBI again and again and again. Not Republicans, not like some far right Fox News, you know, strongman, opinion host, shock jock. That's not who I am. I didn't fabricate evidence. I didn't falsify documents to get FISA warrants to spy on a political opponent. The FBI did. You are correct, sir. Wasn't me. Was the FBI. And that's the problem we have here is they've been so willing to lie to us over big stuff that in the future, if in fact big stuff really happens, a lot of people are going to have a hard time buying into it. That's why I tell you Anthony Fauci has to go. When you read polling that 67% of the public don't trust Anthony Fauci's public health initiatives, it doesn't matter if he's a good guy or a bad guy or if it's political or not. If 67% of the country aren't going to follow orders if, in fact, there's another pandemic, that means the orders aren't going to work. Okay, he's just got to go. Lost the locker room. That's where the FBI is. Now, I know we can't break up the FBI. That's not realistic. All the people saying that. I know it's like a feel-good, cathartic thing, but that's not how the government works. You can't say Democrats are trying to destroy our government from within and then say we need to win the election so we can tear down big parts of the government. I mean, you kind of lose your credibility. But the fact remains people don't trust the FBI, and for good measure, because they're often operating in lockstep with idiots like Joe Scarborough. Listen to this clip. He's calling everybody a fascist, clip 17. And so they're making fascist threats, and we need to do what the United States has always done. Uh, we need to confront fascism and, and defeat it. So everybody that's freaking out over fascists being fascists, well, guess what? That's what fascists do. That's why we have law enforcement to actually bring fascists to justice. So please don't run around with your hair on fire and say, oh, my God. We can't actually enforce the laws of our land. We can't actually protect classified documents because fascists may get upset on a TV show. That's what they do. What a loser. Understand, okay, fascists are not, just so we're on the same page, fascists are denying you your right to speech, oftentimes through violence, okay? Have the Republican Party, has anyone on... The right wing, he's calling them fascist TV shows, called for anybody to be banned because of speech. The answer would be no. Fascists are using threats to force your compliance with their views. Was anyone in the Republican Party threatening to take away your job if you didn't get a vaccine you didn't want? The answer would be no. No. Again, every time they're using a, a, a name like that, a slur, a slander. First of all, it's a profound insult to people who are real victims of fascism. But second, it is an exercise in projection again and again and again. And it's a real problem because there's a lot of people listening right now. There's a lot of people following politics right now that aren't right wing and they aren't left wing. The vast majority of this country is slightly right of center, meaning they're really, really moderate. And you're losing those people. Their trust in our institutions has gone down the toilet. 
because of a lot of this carnival clown witch hunt stuff they see out of the FBI, out of the intel community, and because of people like Joe Scarborough and Rachel Maddow. This is so unprecedented. You don't understand the coyote. They're going to catch the roadrunner this time again. Oh, it's just so embarrassing. The media is a bunch of losers. Critics are calling it the funniest show on the radio. I'm funny how? I mean, funny like I'm a clown, maybe. This is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. I almost had it. Fox Across America with your main man, Jimmy Fallon. We're going to be rapping with Lara Trump in the next break. Uh, Here's some more media reaction to the Trump raid last night, uh, playing it for good reason. It's clip 14. This gives me confidence that the Justice Department is really pursuing this thoroughly, objectively, uh, and in a non-political way. We're all going to remember being together on this night, because this is a night where you are going to remember where you were. Obviously, as big as big as stakes as you can have. Perhaps the orange jumpsuit is is forthcoming. I think the National Democratic reaction is hallelujah. I'm surrounded by idiots. You have to know how personal this is for them, okay? They really hate Donald Trump. The media hates him, okay, because he's the antithesis of all this liberal garbage. The establishment hates him because he's not part of the uniparty. He's not part of the D.C. establishment. And again, I am not telling you Donald Trump's a perfect person. I have plenty of issues with things that he's done. Do I think his policies are better for the country? Absolutely. But I think there's a lot more nuance to this than they're selling you in this moment. And I don't think anybody recognizes the danger of right now when people don't have faith in our institutions. Listen to Nancy Pelosi trying to give you the old, ah, no one's above the law. Here's clip nine. All I know about that is what is in the public domain. Uh, I was surprised that it flashed on my phone last evening. So I don't really have too much to say except that uh, to have a, a, a visit like that, you need a warrant. To have a warrant, you need justification. And uh, that says that no one is above the law, not even a president or a former president of the United States. But that uh, all of this will, I'm sure, be made known to us uh, over time. But I have no knowledge of it. I do know uh, that there has been ch- chatter, or what more than chatter, about the presidential president's documents and how they must be preserved for history. And uh, Mm. we'll see what the justification was for the raid. I I just don't know. Nancy Pelosi is a total dingbat. Here's the thing. What we do now know since she gave that quote is that this is overclassified information. As the president of the United States, he can declassify anything he wants. He could literally walk into court and go, I declassified all of that as I was boarding Marine One to leave the White House. And they have no way of knowing whether he did or he didn't, and that's the end of the whole thing. So for this to be overclassified information means there's a little bit of a scam going on somewhere in Washington. The government's going to jump all over your head, Jimbo. Let him. It is Fox Across America with your main man, Jimmy Fallon. And, you know, I normally like to take my time and enjoy this next guest. But today we have to step on the gas in case the feds are raiding her house. Lara Trump's back on the show. What the hell? Uh, you never know. I'll, I'll let you know if I got to jump off. 
<laughs> Lara, if they're coming to your house, it's just because they ran out of Natty Light. Well, that's true. I mean, you know, I got some cold ones that they, and everybody knows that, so they may come here for that. We'll see. Oh, it's so funny. Well, listen, man, I appreciate you giving us some time. I know this is a crazy time for your family. I mean, really, we're not exaggerating when we say you belong to the most persecuted family in the, I would say, the history of our government anyway, maybe not the world, but as, as far as our government goes, it's kind of insane. And I just, I, I maybe speak to this really quick. So far as we know, your father-in-law, President Trump, had been cooperating with the FBI. They had been to Mar-a-Lago in January and again in June, correct? Yes, that, that's 100 percent correct. Anything that was asked uh, was given over to any authority that asked for it. There was full cooperation. Everybody was coordinating together. It was great. No problems. And then all of a sudden, you know, you get a, an FBI raid on your house. I mean, it's it's absolute insanity. Thank you for noting uh, that, that we certainly have been among the most persecuted uh, families And I'll tell you, most people don't even know the whole of it. I mean, what people see like this sort of thing is obviously on the surface and a very big deal and and just such an egregious violation of everything that we stand for as Americans. But I mean, Jimmy, this kind of thing has been going on. I mean, for our family, obviously, since the day Donald Trump came down the golden escalator and announced he was running for president. But anybody associated with Donald Trump, people that work at the Trump organization, anyone with any connection to him has been targeted, and you look at the different treatment that they have received, whether we're talking about Peter Navarro, whether we're talking about, you know, former uh, Trump campaign managers, who people were just, these people were smeared, they were dragged out in public, you know, made spectacles of. We have never seen something of this magnitude happen in in the history of America. It is disgraceful. But I hope a lot of people got a wake-up call yesterday because, I mean, man, you can't run a civilized country like this. This is this is outrageous. Yeah, it's really scary. We're talking to Lara Trump on the line. And what I just find so fascinating is that it does look like a show raid in that the bigger raid, you know, pretends to, oh, there must be a big crime. But, I mean, he has always cooperated during the Mueller probe. He let the Mueller probe play out, didn't fire Robert Mueller because that would have created the perception there was a there there. You know, even when it comes to the impeachment in Ukraine, you know, cooperated and obviously they didn't have the goods. And I I don't think there's anybody of sound mind who believes they have the goods this time around so much as they're just trying to shame him again publicly. And do you think that's what it is? Like, is it just as simple as them not him not want them not wanting him to run? Like if he said he wasn't running tomorrow, would all of this go away, in your opinion? I think it would be a lot less um, invasive and, and on the surface, but they still know, even if Donald Trump decides not to run in 2024, he is still the leader of this party. He is the kingmaker. He's the guy who everybody wants his blessing. They want his, uh, you know, endorsement, of course. And and so regardless, I think, if he runs in 2024, there he's still going to get all of this pressure. All of us will still get, you know, mm-hmm. so much incoming. Um, it's but, a personal. Gosh, it is. It's yeah, it's just crazy. Um, But I do think a big part of it is that they are desperate to sully his name as much as they can. It's death by a thousand cuts. You know, that's the goal here. They have tried so many times. Think of all the different things, whether it's Russia, you know, the Ukraine phone call you just referenced. Um, Man, do you not think if there was anything in Donald Trump's past or present that was an issue, these people wouldn't have found it by now. It actually goes to show you what a good operator Donald Trump is, what an honest person he's been, what a great businessman he actually was his entire life. (laughs) 
that they've never found anything despite all the smoke they, of course, try to create around these things. No, that's a great point, Lara Trump. If they did a deep dive on me, I'd get dragged out of here in five seconds. Immediately, yeah. <laughs> they, I mean, they would need no time. <laughs> I don't even know dragged out. They might just lock the door and shoot me. I'm not even sure. It's easier. Uh, it's easier way. No, I get it. Neither one of us throwing a perfect game. But the point <laughs> is, it's, it is. It's crazy. And I don't think people understand. Here's a point I make, okay? When they threw the president off of Twitter, everybody on the left was like, yay, this is great because they're doing it my way. They're giving me what I want. But understand when the shoe was on the other foot and Twitter was about to change ownership to Elon Musk, everybody lost their mind, uh, you know, and it was just a reminder that the shoe can end up on the other foot. And the reason I make that point is because if we're going to weaponize the Department of Justice, this doesn't end good for anybody because eventually the Republicans take back power. And now we just have a country that's engaged in a never ending political persecution war. And I don't think people realize that. Do you think on some level we're just too much of a prisoner of the moment when it comes to politics and that our parties have become bigger than our country? I I think, sadly, for some people, maybe they've fallen into that trap. But I don't think most Americans agree with that. I mean, you even see today you've had people like Andrew Yang and and Andrew Cuomo even come Imagine Cuomo. (laughs) Listen, you better have something. Otherwise, this is really bad. Um, But I think I, I hope people are starting to realize that it might be fun whenever they shut Donald Trump down, they take him off of Twitter. But that actually is so bad overall for a country. And yep. if you live, want to live in a free society, you can't operate like that. And so hopefully it, it has awakened some people, perhaps the Elon Musk possible Twitter takeover, maybe even what happened yesterday at Mar-a-Lago. Because I'll tell you, I have actually had a lot of people that I know that did not vote for my father-in-law that are definitely on the other side of the aisle who have reached out and said, this is terrible, and it's actually scary that this is the country we're living in right now. It's true. I, and I don't think that they realize how bad of a look it is, because when people are operating from a place of emotion, they don't have self-awareness. Like in their mind, I think in the FBI's mind, in the Biden administration's mind, you know, certainly liberal factions of the media, which is most of it, you know, they have such, you know, a, a blood, a political bloodlust for this man that they don't realize a lot of objective people are being alienated right now. But what's interesting, and this is something that came up earlier, Jim Jordan was on the show. He noted how quiet there are some Republicans like Mitch McConnell isn't exactly out there yelling and screaming right now. Mm-hmm. Do, do you think I know you get it, Lara Trump, on some level? OK, I think a lot of this is possible because he's not one of them. I think if this was an establishment figure in a career swamp dwelling politician, I do think there's a more vocal pushback at the upper echelons of the Republican Party. Do you think that's any of the, anything to do with it? Oh, I mean, 1000 percent. I'm shocked that Mitt Romney hasn't come out and had something to say about this. Like, are you hmm. kidding you know what? These these people being silent, though, that's exactly right. These are establishment people, and they almost hate Donald Trump, I think, as much as the Democrats yes. in some respects, because he, he threatens everyone. He threatens the system. Look, it was a nice, easy way of life that they had uh, in the government until Donald Trump got involved. Everybody was scratching each other's back. It was the good old days. There were no problems. And then Donald Trump comes in, funds his own campaign until he became the nominee for the Republican Party doesn't take money from lobbyists or special interest groups. No one can control him. That's a big problem for a lot of people out there. And I speak generally about anyone in the establishment on either side of the aisle. So 
Um, I'll be curious to hear. I, I, we are all waiting for quite a few Republicans to come out. There are people that are running for, for seats that are going to you know, mm-hmm. come up in November. Mm-hmm. We'd love to hear from a lot of folks on where they stand on what happened to Donald Trump. But uh, I guess we'll just hold our breath on that. <laughs> it is fascinating. We're talking to the great Lara Trump. I'm grading on a curve, of course, but now she's fantastic. The only way. (laughs) But isn't it so fascinating the way politics works that a lot of people who aren't saying a word right now will come looking for an endorsement in November uh, if need be? Oh, of course. Yeah. Well, they (laughs) they want to get while it gets good. And then, you know, when it gets a little too hot for them, they're not sure. Man, those people are running for the hills. But you know what? We found out very early on, Jimmy, who our true friends were, mm-hmm. whether in politics or, or elsewhere. Um, it, you know, it happens very quickly whenever you, you announce you're running for president and you announce you're running as a Republican, particularly. Mm-hmm. You find out pretty quickly who, who the people are who are truly with you for the right reasons. And uh, look, my father-in-law certainly has his finger on the pulse of all of that. Mm-hmm. He knows who the people are who have been with him from the beginning. He knows who all the snakes are. And by the way, I think that is a big part of this. Yeah. Look, Donald Trump, uh, first time around when he was president, first term, he did take it slightly easier, I think, than he would have liked. Because, of course, you have to get in. you got to be reelected. They all know if he decides to run again. And if he wins, it is game over for these people. The jig is up. They're exposed. He's taken out the swamp, I mean, majorly, and they are petrified of him. So I think that's the bottom line here. We're going to watch Mitch McConnell is going to be campaigning for Kamala. (laughs) (laughs) It may be his only hope. Oh, that's so funny. But it's true, man. I, I really feel for you, man, because this is madness, what's going on. And we all know this is the part that drives me crazy. Okay, I have known your father-in-law going back, obviously, to my childhood as a guy who was always a member of polite society, whether he was running casinos or hanging out with Barbara Walters or going on Oprah or going on The View. Pizza Hut commercials. Yes. Oh, yeah. (laughs) All of Home Alone 2. You name it. Okay. The point is, okay. I mean, again, a guy who had a cordial relationship with the Clintons. I believe they were at at his wedding. You know, I mean, this is, a you know, he was always an accepted member of the fabric of our society and as someone who has been on the front lines of this evolution where all of the people who love this guy hung out with him went to his parties courted his endorsements and his financial donations could suddenly turn around and pretend he was like literally hitler in theory that would make them an accomplice to literally hitler but we're living in this death of shame where there's this cognitive dissonance about any of this stuff and people are just willing to go out there and sell this super villain fantasy and I just think it's all so shameless and it's it's rough because I know you're caught up in this and I think you're so cool. But at the same time, I don't know. Do the Trumps just like being the away team? Do you like being the Yankee jersey in the Red Sox bar? Oh, my gosh. I mean, as long as they let me wear the hoop earrings, you know, that <laughs> I, I really don't mind. Um, you know, it, it would be nice to be um, a little more accepted. Mm-hmm. But at this point, what I'll say is that it truly feels like the vast majority of the country, the people that love America, the true patriots out there, man, do they have our backs? Man, yeah. do they love Donald Trump? And they never let you forget it. I can't go on an airplane to a restaurant, to a <laughs> nail salon, wherever it might be. I know you know a lot about the nail salon. Hey, girl. But true, <laughs> hey, but truly, those are the people that that ultimately matter. Because who cares yeah. what any of these these phony people think? If they're that fake, they could turn around and stab you in the back like that. 
you don't want them anyway. Would it be a little easier? Yeah, I'll admit that. But but quite frankly, at this point, happy to be the away team. No problem. There she is, Lara Trump in her road grays, uh, matching earrings <laughs> as always. Uh, we got to get back on Outnumbered soon if we're not both being hauled into the gulag, okay? Yeah, we'll see what happens. It's, it's, be, it's become a thing, though. Me, you, and Harris are like a road, we're like a road show now. It is. There, there's like this. There's like this expectation. Again, I, I fed these stray cats once, and now they won't leave my studio. I'll never leave you. Exactly. <laughs> it's, it's we a, keep coming back. It's a whole. It's a whole to do. Well, you're the best. Uh, be safe out there. Check in if you need anything. Okay. Will do. Thank you. You're the coolest. There she goes, Lara Trump. Interesting point Lara makes there too is like they know who is what now. You know, having been through this Washington circus once, having seen again, look at look at a guy like Mitch McConnell. Okay, Mitch McConnell, if Trump runs and wins the nomination, is going to be campaigning for him pretty hard. But that is, again, the mark of someone doing something that's politically expedient. There is no loyalty. There is no, uh, you know, when it comes to justice, when it comes to the integrity of our justice system, establishment politicians, they don't care about that. And you need to know that. I've been trying to make this point a million different ways today, but it's a point that I'm hoping connects with liberal listeners. Okay, our politics got so hyper partisan. It became so much of a team sport that we've now let politicians get away with not doing their jobs, meaning these politicians are our our employees in a representative democracy, okay? They work for us. They're supposed to be doing our bidding in Washington. They're supposed to be pursuing our agenda, not their own. But because we got to this place where it's so much more important for our party to beat, you know, the other party, we're willing to let norms get trampled. We're willing to let our Justice Department get weaponized if it means one party is going to get their way. Just the same as we're willing to sit here and trash the Justice Department. We shouldn't be happy doing this. This is not a good day when I get on the radio and I have to be like, yeah, the FBI is full of it. You know, when you hear Jim Jordan come on or Sean Davis come on and we're all pretty fairly certain that the FBI doesn't actually have anything on Donald Trump other than some type of procedural nonsense. You got to understand, man, that's bad for us. It's bad that the country has gotten to the place that it happens to be in where we're all sitting around trying to win more than we're trying to make progress. That's the only reason this is acceptable. The only reason the FBI is willing to raid Donald Trump with no fear of looking bad if they don't have the goods is because half of the country is going to insist they had them, but some type of Trump corruption forbid them from letting it out. Understand, that's what they did at the end of the Mueller probe. That's why I say we're living in the death of shame. The Mueller probe was literally everyone in the media every night for three years saying he's a Russian asset controlled by Vladimir Putin and he's going to jail. And then Robert Mueller got under oath and testified and... But again, did anybody in the media backtrack and say, oh, we blew that one? No, they kept carrying on with no hint of shame or irony because in the end, nobody cares anymore. Journalism in this country is dead and buried. You're riding around with America's cabbie. Taxi! Taxi! You're hanging out with Jimmy Fallon on Fox Across America. It is Fox Across America, your main man, Jimmy Fallon. 
doing the damn thing on the radio. We'll be doing it on TV tomorrow morning. I'm going to be in America's Newsroom with the legendary Bill Hammer and Dana Perino. Thursday, you can see me on the Faulkner Focus with the great Harris Faulkner. There's a lot going on on the TV side right now, but the big conversation is not about me and my little career. It's about our country. It's about our state of being at a time when we've never been more hyperpartisan, at a time when faith in our institutions has never been weaker. The calm voice in the huddle thing, the whole role of this show, as I always say, be that force multiplier of positive energy and be cool and everything else, this is not a show that gives you homework because I never did homework in school. You know, you've spent enough time with me to know that now. Nobody's copying off me in a test. But, you know, it's very incumbent upon us now going forward and especially today in, you know, this hair on fire scenario we find ourselves in. Let's go out there and be cool tonight. You know, you can tell me the FBI must have the goods on Trump for them to stage a raid of this magnitude, but they staged a Mueller probe of bigger magnitude, didn't have the goods. They staged a second uh, an impeachment against this guy twice that didn't have the goods. They're not beneath them. Okay, at the same time, if they wind up having the goods in some capacity, which would shock me, I don't believe they will, uh, but one way or the other, whichever way this shakes out, Okay, we as a country, as a representative democracy, have to find a way forward, okay, because the current way, it's not working. When I say be cool, I'm not saying don't fight for what's important. I'm not saying don't stand up for yourself. I'm not saying don't let them take our rights away. Okay, you know, you have to. You have to. Okay, but there's no conversion to your side by just getting out there and assassinating people's character. I've heard a lot of conservatives today. They're mad at Tim Scott because he wasn't just trashing the FBI, Listen, that's not going to win anybody over, trashing everybody, okay? What we need is we need the cool people to rise up, okay, and get our country back to a place where we can just be cool and take advantage of our American privilege instead of fighting. So just go out and don't be a... Hey, it's Clay Travis. Join me for Outkick the Show as we dive deep into a mix of topics. New episodes available Monday to Friday on your favorite podcast platform and watch directly on Outkick.com forward slash watch. Listen to the show ad-free on Fox News Podcast Plus, on Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music with your Prime membership, or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.